Welcome to the One Hope podcast. We are a family here um, at our church, and we want to journey together through this Lent season. I am Pastor Laura, and I have two friends here. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure. Pastor Jennifer Shrappi at your service. And this is Pastor Gabby. And our new phrase for our podcast is one people, many stories. And so that's what we're going to be um, doing today. We're going to be also talking about Pastor Jennifer's um, sermon from this past Sunday. And to start us off, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture from Sunday. This is um, Mark chapter 3, starting on verse 31. Then Jesus' mother and his brothers came. Standing outside, they sent word to him to summon him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are outside looking for you. He answered them and said, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who were sitting around him in a circle, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Again, he began to teach by the lake. Such a large crowd gathered around him that he got into a boat on the lake and sat there while the whole crowd was on the shore by the lake. He taught them many things in parables and in his teaching said to them, listen, a sower went out to sow and as he sowed, some seed fell along the path and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where it did not have much soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep. When the sun came up, it was scorched, and because it did not have sufficient root, it withered. Other seed fell among the thorns, and they grew up and choked it, and it did not produce grain. But other seed fell on good soil and produced grain, sprouting and growing. Some yielded 30 times as much, some 60, and some 100 times. And he said, Whoever has ears to hear had better listen. That is the word of God for the people of God. <laughs> Amen. So what what does that passage mean to you guys? What sticks out to you? Well, I'll tell you, as I was reading through that, what really what really stood out to me was the attitude of the sower, just like I preached on Sunday the lack of concern for, you know, what was going to grow and what wasn't the absolute extravagance when he sowed the seed, he's scattering it all around. He knows that not all of it's falling on good soil. He knows that not all of it is going to produce a thriving, abundant crop. He sows anyway, he sows anyway. And that got me thinking, do we recognize the extravagance of God is in our minds, is God extravagant enough or do we put him in some kind of box? Do we put limitations on him? Right. And in a way, I think also sometimes we might have the tendency to look, to see, to talk or maybe about the soil itself more than what the uh, farmer is doing or the sower is doing. And I think this is a little bit, shifts the point where we need to focus on what is he exactly doing and how he's spreading these seeds 
all over the place, you know. And that helps us uh, to have a fresh perspectives on this parable that Jesus is saying. Yeah, Jennifer, I really liked your um, story about your own personal garden, and which I've seen and have walked through with you. And um, with your daughter, Elizabeth, saying, Mom, why are we doing this again? We don't weed it. We don't take care of this like we should. And you're like, yeah, but we're going to try again. And we're going to do it. And I think that is such a beautiful like today perspective of this parable. I thought that was a really great connection. And I, I do wonder why I, I've heard this. I've heard many sermons on this passage. And I feel like almost every time it's, it's about the soil. It's about cultivating yeah. this good soil in our lives, making sure we're, you know, doing things to give our, like making sure we're being grown up in this soil, whatever that looks like with reading the Bible, making sure we're praying, you know, or whatever that looks like for us. And then Jennifer, you were just like, let's just look at the farmer and admire that no matter where us as seeds fall, God, like God is still this extravagance farmer that is caring for us. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, Pastor Laura, the, the focus 99% of the time is on the soil and there's a lot to be preached there. There's mm-hmm. a lot to be explored there, but these materials, these, uh, this Lenten series that came out from the foundry, there's excellent stuff in there. And that was where I first read about shifting our focus to the attitude of the sower, the extravagant attitude of the sower. And it just blew my mind. And thinking about how when we focus so much on the soil that can lead to more of a works mentality, which is so common in white American culture here. I mean, here in this country (laughs) where, you know, you pull yourself up by your bootstraps, you know, you're not succeeding. You need to try harder. You haven't been succeeding. Obviously you're screwing something up and this is such a pervasive thing that it can, it certainly, certainly permeates the church and it permeates our understanding of spiritual life. And so I have to admit, if I am not feeling dialed in enough, then, you know, my first thing is, well, obviously I'm screwing something up. You know, if I'm, if I'm struggling, you know, obviously I've done something wrong somewhere, so I need to do something about it. And reaching that point through exploring the scripture of thinking about it more as surrender instead mm-hmm. of striving. That's a shift. It's a big shift. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I think in a way, uh, uh, I think the right word is shift, you know, shifting our focus from, Hey, we want to do this and we need to do our best at it versus uh, we need to allow the Holy spirit to work with us in living in living our lives, you know. Yeah. I think it's like we co-work with the Holy Spirit in achieving what we need to achieve. It's not it's not about us only, but it's about involving also the Holy Spirit in, in the works that we do, you know. So that the work we do is not like a law that we have to follow, but rather it's something that comes out from the heart and comes out because we love God. Amen. That was good. I feel like we're 
I'm in church right now. This is good stuff. <laughs> it's happening right now. Yeah. Right here, right now. <laughs> so how how does this knowing of the farmer, the, of knowing God how, in with the, this extravagant perspective, how does that impact how we view, you know, like evangelism or sharing the gospel or reaching to our neighbors, reaching out to them? How does that impact that for you guys? I think the more that we surrender to that, that flowing river of extravagant love, extravagant grace, the more it will bubble out of us, you know, to continue with that water metaphor, the more it will spill out of us, literally spill out of us. And people will notice and it will draw others closer. And it will also motivate us more to spread the reason for that love and that joy. Pastor Gabby, do you have any thoughts? I think in a way also, if we look at the farmer, he's, he's not concerned more where it's landing, but rather that he's, he's spreading the word, you know? And I think sometimes it helps when we, when we do, when we don't concern too much about where our preaching or our evangelism is going to land, but rather that, that, you know, be generous in, in, in preaching the word and, and uh, spreading the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, mm-hmm. to anybody, anywhere, everywhere. I think it's easy to assume, oh, this is probably rocky soil or this is where the thorns are. So I'm not even going to try, you know, and I think that in a way that should this parable should be a check to ourselves of, well, we actually aren't the farmer necessarily. Like we're, we're not this extravagant farmer anyways, like that's God. And, and who are we to say what's the, the, the bad soil or you know, not good enough soil for us to, to reach out to. So I, I like that point, Pastor Gabby, like we shouldn't worry about where the seeds of the gospel lands, but continue to continue to sow the seeds, you know, and, and, and do that in anticipation for, so that it, you are ready if it does, you know, bloom or come about, there's grain, whatever the, the thing you're sowing, <laughs> but um, not be in a pit of despair if it doesn't, you know. But yeah, I like what you said about making assumptions that it would be rocky soil, that whatever we sow wouldn't bear anything. I think that's an important thing. Again, that's another way that we put God in a box. Oh, God, these people are too hard for you to reach. This, this yeah. isn't the place to spread your word. Yeah, I feel like we all put God in a box sometimes, and we've all been guilty of that at some point. Yeah. I almost wonder if it, this extravagant farmer, if it's so outside of our little-minded comprehension, <laughs> you know, of how extravagant is this farmer? <laughs> and i think this is how also pastor jennifer talked about uh prevenient grace of the holy spirit Mm. you know that the holy spirit is doing the the work ahead of us you know so that when we say the word or when we 
saw the word, he's already at works in that areas or in the in in, in the life of people. So yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Prevenient grace is the best. <laughs> I love your love for prevenient grace. <laughs> <laughs> your excitement. <laughs> it makes me excited. <laughs> So how, how do you guys feel knowing that like this grace and love are not, I don't know, we talked about this, this striving for a good soil, but knowing that that grace and love of God is not necessarily contingent on that striving. Like how does, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I like uh, that uh, the readings also talked about like that these things are not given to us because of what we do but rather are giving to us out of relationship with God. You know, grace is a gift, not a reward for, for a good behavior or something that we do. And mm-hmm. the love of God for us is, is freely given to us uh, because we are loved by him, you know? Yeah. So, so in a way, God loves us and he died for us on the cross. Whatever we do now is not based on obligation but rather based on that we want to love him back and and we want to do his will we want to bring uh, forth the kingdom of god you know mm-hmm. and and when jesus talked about the parable in that setting he's he's talking in a way about the kingdom of god you know and and uh, teaching the uh the disciples that you know uh, do you do your work and at the same time let the Holy Spirit, which already has been starting the work ahead of you, you know, continue the work through you and in you. So basically, telling them there's no limit in sharing the good news. You know, we should Amen. share it with everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should expect that the Holy Spirit already is working ahead of us in this. Pastor Jennifer, I wondered if... Um this question kind of weighed in a little bit on your Catholic background. I know for me, it does a little bit when we're talking about, like you had mentioned in your, in your message there with the emphasis on good works in a way. And um, Jennifer and I are the the Catholic sisters in our church. (laughs) (laughs) Have to get out of that works mentality. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously any extreme is not going to be healthy, you know, feeling like we have to work, work, work to get where we need to go, but then also, you know, being completely hands off and, uh, oh, I'm just going to sit here and, you know, wait for God to do his thing. You know, we're in, we're in partnership. We respond, we seek out the Holy Spirit. We seek out the Lord and we we respond like we have our part that we need to do and it can be it can be challenging it's it's a it's a process to come out of that that works mentality and get a healthier balance Mm -hmm. in our spiritual lives that we're not just trying to do and do and do but also not go to the other extreme and you know completely kind of you know be hands off and disengage in a way also balancing you know doing but resting and in in our um, going back to our our spiritual disciplines that we talked about last week 
you know, doing, doing these acts of fasting or feasting, you know, but also recognizing there's time for rest as well. Thinking like what you said, Jennifer, with that, the white American mentality of just go, go, go as well until you achieve. And well, this, this spiritual life is not something you necessarily achieve, you know, it's such a journey. And so finding that balance is part of the journey. Did you guys have anything else you guys wanted to add today before we? I think we crushed it. Awesome. I think we addressed every possible aspect connected to these themes and resolved everything. (laughs) We have answered all of life's questions. (laughs) And I'm sure Pastor Gabby would agree. (laughs) I think it was good, you know. Uh, just uh, just looking at this parable from from a fresh perspective, you know, where the shift is focusing from just not just looking at the soil, but rather at what the sower is doing. Help us to really understand also like the role we do also uh, as believers in the world, you know, and how we can uh, so. God's word to to everyone anywhere, uh, not just limit ourselves or, but rather trust that the Holy Spirit is at works uh, everywhere and with everyone. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, amen. Well, thanks for joining me today, fellow pastors. But I hope everyone who has listened or watched our video has enjoyed it. And if you do have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to, to ask us or put in the comment box or whatever you have there. We, this is supposed to be an engaging moment for us and a journey together. So um, journey with us as, as we continue through this Lent season. And next week, uh, we will do another one of these podcasts after our Sunday message. So thank you, everyone. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Laura. Thank you, Pastor Gabby. Bye, guys.